everyone, and welcome to another episode of Journeys, a podcast aimed at giving trans people a chance to tell their story and give representation to those who need it. My name is Haley. Today we're joined by Jen. Uh, let's start by asking some pronouns. What do you What do you yeah. go by? She, her, hers. The female pronouns. Okay, cool. Um, so pretty much uh, the way that we go about this is I I start by you know asking you your journey as a as a trans person. You know. Yeah, it's um, it's always interesting. It's definitely definitely interesting. So like um, how how old were you at your first? realization like that my, something was different even my first realization i believe was when i was 28 yeah starting late i know um that's all right but yeah it was right around 28 how old are you now if you don't mind me asking no it wasn't 28 it was um it was 23 23 okay um i'm 32 now okay um but I was 23 when I first realized. I'd always felt something off, as I'm sure all of us have. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what it was until I was older. Okay. And it, I was reading a comic called Misfile. It's an online web comic. And... I think I've heard of that. I think I've, I've read that a long time ago. Yeah, it's still going. Oh my god. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, keep going. Keep I've been keeping on top of it. Um, but that's actually where I first came across like the term and like, a brief understanding of what trans is. Okay. And from there, it's like things are coming to realization. Um, at the time, I also started dating my now ex-fiancé. Uh, who got me to stop drinking and got me to start facing more of my problems. Okay. That ended up being one of the problems, and that also is one of the things that led to us ending the relationship. Okay, so she couldn't handle... Uh... Yeah, she wanted me to better myself, but she didn't like who I was becoming. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait, no, I wanted you to better yourself the way that I wanted you to better yourself. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> But she was also manipulative and abusive in a lot of other ways. Um, oh, good. Well, awesome. Well, I'm know, just, glad you're out of that relationship, Just though. to round it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I started coming to the realization while I was first dating her. Before okay. we were even living together. And I had first came out to her. As trans? All, all that time. I was like, I think I'm trans. Okay. She was, she ended up convincing me no, you're not trans, uh, it's just something you're obsessing over, you just need to occupy your mind with something else. Oh, God. Yeah. So, that's what I ended up trying to do for all of those years until I was about 28, when I finally ended up reaching the breaking point and walking around in a cemetery, decided that I'm going to speak with a therapist. Okay. I'm going to see someone who is a professional, knowledgeable person on this subject. Okay. And that's when I first got in co- uh, contact with Carla. Carla from the first episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, just that entire time, all those years, just essentially living knowingly in the closet where before I didn't know I was living in the closet. Yeah, you just knew that something was off. Yeah. When did you become aware of that feeling? Uh, that something was off, like even I, if it was like really young. As young as I can remember, I just knew that something was off. It always ripped my guts out whenever my dad was deployed, and he's like, you're the man of the house now. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, you almost can't, like, you almost can't fault, because it's not like anybody or you knew. Yeah, I I didn't know he didn't know, and it's like, it's also, when you're a child of a soldier, 
when you're a child of a military person and they're being deployed, you don't know if they're coming back. It's true. So it's almost like a last request yeah. every time. So, like, do you think that you would have had to, like, if... Thank God that that didn't happen, honestly. Yeah, uh, my dad is perfectly fine now. He okay. was forced into retirement because of his knees had surgery done on both of his knees. His back is all kinds of messed up from oh, wow. the job. But he made it through every tour. He never got a Purple Heart, and he's still home and alive today. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> do you think, had he not returned but still had that last request that it would have stifled or set back your that's entirely likely likely i i don't know i mean i joined the military to make him proud to live up to his image and Mm -hmm. also to get college benefits okay and it's like it it was even years after that before i realized who i even am (laughs) yeah um, how was, like, high school for you? Like, how was it in high school? Did you, did you ever, like, did you buy any women's clothing? Anything? No. Nothing? I didn't even wear any women's clothing until I was with my ex, Jen. Okay. I mean, uh, not Jen, um, Patty. Okay. Uh, she was the one, she was my ex fiance that I first came out to. Okay. And I didn't even wear any of her clothes until she was living with me under my parents' roof. Gotcha. She ended up going off to work one day. This is something I tell, have told almost no one. Oh, God. Oh, we're getting She's, exclusive. She doesn't even know. <gasps> <laughs> but she had went off to work one day. Okay. And I was home alone. I just, I just became curious. Okay. So I tried on a bunch of her stuff. How old were you? At, were you 23? I was... I was, yeah, right around 22, 23. Okay. And I had tried on her, like, an entire outfit. Ended up just having, like, a complete, like, mental freak out. Tore oh. everything off, and I just kind of laid there for a while just shaking. How, like, what went through your head while you were while you were dressed? So many different things. Uh, if you could, like, pinpoint, like, the prominent thoughts... I mean, some of the prominent thoughts was the worry that someone would walk in, even though at the time my room was, used to be the garage that was completely, like, rebuilt as a room. Okay. So, very thick walls, very heavy, thick door. Yeah. And it was locked. Okay. So, it's like, I knew no one was going to be able to come in, but at the same time, I just had, like, a freak out of what if someone saw. Yeah. And it, once I started trying to get a grip of all the other feelings it's like it didn't feel wrong wearing the clothes okay <laughs> and that that's is that what ultimately worried you the most i think that is one of the large parts to it okay so many things hit me at once when i did that that even now it's hard to pinpoint everything exactly are there any other like thoughts that came up for you i mean that you can that you can think of i mean just concerns of like who I am why does it feel this way when it's essentially just clothing and it's just so many things it's so hard to compile it's just a head spin mm-hmm. <laughs> and was that the only time you ever did that when she left or that, were there other times that you I dressed in her, her clothing? did dress in her clothing two other times okay each time being more comfortable with it than the first. Okay, so by the, like so the third time, you're it's like right. I'd spend a bit more time and a bit more time in the clothes, um, and then I had stopped okay. because 
um, a little while after that, we had moved into her mom's place. Okay. And I had no option to do that there. Yeah. Um, like, no safety. Yeah. Okay. And from there, that's when I got my old place. Um, so that's no option there either, because at that point, she wasn't even working. She was never out of the house. <laughs> okay. So it that was some of the progression that led to just being open, like, knowledgeably in the closet that I wasn't before. Okay. And at the same time, uh, your ex-fiance, your fiance at the time or whatever, um, was trying to help you come to terms with who you are as a person. She just didn't she, know that who you were as a person was She female. was trying to push me to be the typical white collar, like white male with like affording everything for the woman and Oh god, she was back in like the yeah. oh. I mean, you know what? I as a feminist, if that is how you roll and if you find somebody like that, cool, you can handle it, go for it, but that's not for Only me. if both parties agree to exactly. it and openly support it is it okay. Yes. She wanted this dream no matter who she pushed to get it herself. Oh yeah, that's not that's not okay. Yes. Yeah. That was one of the layers of the abuse. Gotcha. Yeah, so she was forcing you to become not even just the heteronormative cis white male that you weren't, mm -hmm. but this heteronormative cis white male that did, like, a completely different mold from where you even were, are today. Pretty much. Oh, God. <laughs> so how long, uh, how long between, how long was it the last time that you uh, dressed while you were with Patty? Uh, um... It was a few years. Okay. Because after that point, I didn't dress again until I was seeing Carla. Okay. And I had ended up telling her again while visiting Carla, it's like, I think I am trans. Okay. And I need to do something about this. So by... by oh, I'm going to get back to that. <laughs> I'm going to get back to that real quick. But by the time you had seen Carla when you were 28... Yeah. Uh, you already had an idea that... This is who you were. And I had a growing idea, a growing feeling that this is right, and the life I've been living up to this point was not the life I was meant for. Okay. What were, like, some of the affirmations throughout between, like, age 23 and age 28 that you were, like, other than other than dressing and, like, feeling right, what, were there any other affirmations, like, yeah, this is, this is it? I didn't. I didn't have any option. I didn't have any opportunity. She ended up just... I didn't even have any friends. Okay. It's like she just kind of kept me in her pocket the entire time. I just focused on working to afford the stuff that she wanted. Oh, God. And just surviving. Jeez. Because I would go for weeks of eating nothing but a bowl of ramen a day. Oh, God. Because I didn't have money for anything else. Yeah. It was everything that she wanted, everything that she felt that she needed all the time. Yeah. And it's like, I was surviving on a bowl of ramen a day. Jesus. Okay. So there were no, like, there were no other, like, instances in your life where you're like, oh, hey, maybe I'm a woman in that time. Not like, really, no. It wasn't okay. until after I decided to start seeing Carla, because Carla would even tell you that when I first went there, it's like, I don't know what's happening or what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. And I need help. <laughs> okay. When were you, uh, when did you, because I'm reading a book, um, it's, it's about trans, it's about trans people, and it's called I'm Supposed to Relate to This, and it's about pretty much, um, 
you know, the depictions of trans people and the gender spectrum in the media, TV, movies, uh, online and stuff like that. Um, so I was wondering that, uh, that comic that you were talking about, mm -hmm. the, um, <laughs> Misfile. Misfile. Uh, <laughs> when did you, when did you find that? I found that, um, I can't remember the exact date okay. that I had found it, but it was right around when I was 23, 24. Um, but I was also an active member in the furry fandom. Okay. And I was just going from like webcomic to webcomic, just blazing through all these great stories and comics and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like even the Marvel movies, it's like I love the movies. Mm -hmm. I've never read the comics. No, me either. Yeah. But I've read countless webcomics and oh. stuff like that. Yeah. And I even have, like, several of them on my web browser that I, like, check every day to see if it updates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you said when you went to Carla the first time, your words were, what is wrong with me? It, uh, I can't remember what my words were exactly, but it's like, I think I am trans. I think were the words that I, like, definitively said to her. Okay. And it's like, I don't know if I am or not. I... I think I am, but I'm confused, and I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And what what kind of process did you, like, go through in terms of therapy to, like, really be like, yeah, this... I, mean, I it, know that I'm trans. Not I think I'm trans. I know I'm trans. It was a matter of really coming to grips with the feelings, because, once again, uh, military, family, and stuff like that, you have to act a certain way. Yeah. There is no other option. Okay. So it's like you have to repress your emotions from very early youth. Uh-huh. And so it's like coming to grips that the emotions are there, they are real, and then accepting. Yeah. So. And how long did it take for you to accept it, like, once you started seeing Carla? Once I started seeing Carla, it's like even a lot of times I was going to group, it's like the earlier times, I didn't even fully accept it then. Okay. In that same span, before I even turned 29, is when I started hormones and everything else. So it was within months. Okay. <laughs> and you go to the the Mazzoni Center yep. for Hormones? Okay, yeah. The Mazzoni Center is in Philadelphia. That's pretty much like the resource for... It's one of the best resources in this part of the country. Yeah. Um, both in Philly and in um, the majority of South Jersey. Yeah. Like, I know, <laughs> I think it's Mount Sinai or something like that. It's, like, more up yeah. North Jersey and in New York and stuff. But there's, like, New Jersey literally just as progressive as it's, you know, become. Like It's getting trans people, better like, and better, but it's still not quite there yet. Yeah, there's still no, like, resources in New Jersey. Though I have heard people. that there is a new surgeon in New Jersey. Really? That's what I've heard. Okay. I don't know much else about it. Okay, so you don't know, like, what types of surgery they... Oh, they cover the GRS. Okay. Uh, but I haven't heard anything else about it other than that there is a new GRS surgeon in New Jersey. Huh. <laughs> Update that on next episode. Got it. All right. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'll look into that, and I'll uh, probably, you know, announce it at the first uh, first part of the next episode. I actually have a appointment with Blue Bond in September. Okay. Uh, so... That's all set for me. It's just a matter of waiting. I even got my insurance lined up so that it covers about 80%. Oh, wow. Okay. But, of course, New York is also more expensive than Philly. Yeah, I've heard uh, that. Philly is about twenty four, $25,000, and you have to have cash up front. That's what mine's going to um, be, and that's what I have to do. New York, you don't need cash up front. Okay. 
but through that particular uh, place, it, they're also entirely done out of robotics, so it's more expensive. Okay. Instead of being about the twenty four, twenty five, from what I've been told, it's closer to fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've but heard as well. From yeah. speaking with Erica and visiting her, my God, is this such an improvement? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I am seriously fucking impressed. Like in terms of uh, of her confidence and stuff like that. Her recovery. Yeah. Um, the process that it all went through. I mean, she's doing amazing for how recent the surgery was done. I know. I saw her like a week yeah. afterwards, and she was up and about. Yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, I mean, everything I've seen from, like, all a whole bunch of other girls that have gone through it, it's like, I've never seen anyone, like, bounce back that quickly. Yeah, she is a tough <laughs> broad, like, dang, man, like, that's a lot. Meanwhile, I'm over here, like, Kathy Rumor's like, yeah, you might want to be uh, prepared for, like, three months out of work, and I'm like, oh, crap, like, yeah. okay, thank you, Rumor, for paying my bills while that's happening, thank you. But, um, yeah, the NYU... Uh, it's not three months. It's more of, um, what was it? Six to eight weeks. Okay. That's not bad at all. All right. (laughs) So you know that you're getting, uh, so you have scheduled, uh, for the, um, the bottom surgery, essentially you have the GRS scheduled. Um, I have the bottom surgery scheduled and I would like, uh, breast augmentation as well as the tracheal shave done. Okay. But the insurance isn't going to cover it. Yeah. So no, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I know, I mean, I haven't looked into any surgeons for, for breast augmentation, but I'm, I plan There's on getting There's millions those. out there. Yeah. There, but you know what? There, it, because it's become so normalized, but yeah. thank you. You know what? Thank you, cis people for doing one thing right, for getting us <laughs> normalized because like, it's only like three grand or so. Yeah. It's what's like breast augmentation is really cheap. Tracheal shave is actually cheaper than breast augmentation. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because last I knew, breast augmentation was about 5000 The tracheal shave was more like 250 Okay. $250? So, uh, $2,500. Oh, I was like, wait, you were not kidding about that being cheaper. Okay. No, they're cutting into your throat. I'm pretty sure you want to pay more than yeah, $250. Yeah, you became some back, back alley person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um... Okay, so anything else? Like any like that's you, it. Facial, that's, yeah, that's all I feel that I actually need. Everything else is like, I mean, I could criticize like my face and everything else and like how broad my shoulders are, but it's like when it comes down to it, I don't want to really do anything about it. Yeah, can you do anything about your shoulders? I don't. No, no you can't. Shoulders do and hips, about you it. really can't do anything about. And I mean, I, you could get like like. Depot, yeah, but like there's the implants, but they look so horrible every time I've seen them. Uh, one of and, the one of the uh, one of my friends' friends, uh, I'm not gonna say any names, but one of my friends' friends, um, actually, she got like her butt done, but she took they literally took her own fat from like her stomach and stuff like that and just moved it down to her butt and hips and stuff, and apparently it is like. From what my friend said, it is fucking immaculate. Like, it is a masterpiece of an ass. And I'm like, I need to get a little fatter uh, so that I can add some to this booty I got going on. I mean, it's like, I would love to have my hips, like the hip bones themselves, restructured. Yeah. Because it's like, anything shy of that, it's like, it won't work on me. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, that shit's not happening. But it's like, when it comes to the face, it's like, 
sure, I could do something like feminize my cheeks or my jawline, do something about my nose, but it's like, I don't really want to. Yeah. I'm actually fine with how I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. The only thing, like, facially, and it's not even technically face, it's just my hairline, I gotta do the hairline advancement because, like, I have, my, like, it looks like my yes. hairline is running away from my face, <laughs> but, like, it's, it's intense. Like, I'm, t the last time I actually showed somebody who knew that I was trans or whatever, the last time I showed someone was like, I never would have been able to tell. I was like, yeah, because I'm really good at fucking hiding it. Like, yeah, I, that's keynote for the trans community you get really good at hiding things oh yeah for sure <laughs> um speaking of which like um i was actually just clocked recently by mm. somebody at work and that's actually the first time from somebody that somebody i didn't even know or spoke like i've never spoken to the guy mm. um but have you what is what is your experience have you do you have any experience getting clocked out in um, public only recently have i gotten experiences of people just naturally believe that i'm a woman okay so it's like up until recently i've always had the problem of people think i'm a guy uh, and then i have to remind them it's like no i'm not a guy gotcha <laughs> i gotcha so it's like okay so you have the problem of but you're more you're more passable uh now no yeah it took all of these years pretty much since I was 28 to the age of 32 before I started regularly being just passable. Okay. <laughs> what do you what do you attribute that to? Like, what do you think was the... I was have the no effect? idea. No idea? Do you it think was, it was any, like, confidence shifts? I mean, that would be the closest guess would be a confidence shift where it's like I've gotten to the fuck it point. Yeah. So it's like I'm not trying to blend in or anything. I'm just being myself and everything just kind of follows word yeah yeah it's amazing how that could actually happen and it's also so funny how often that happens it's like you try so hard at the beginning and then you reach that you reach that fuck it point and everything just seems to work after that yeah it's like <laughs> it's like trying so hard like if i could impress one thing about people who are just coming out like don't try so like i know you're gonna feel so shitty and you're gonna go crazy it's oh, like yeah. just don't try so hard because when you try so hard, you over. You like, always stand out more than anything. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's and it's like, like it's not bad. You have to follow your own journey. It's understandable. Yeah. Like you got to do you. You got to find what makes you comfortable. But like, you'll get to that point. You're right. When it's just like, you know what? This is just me. So, fuck it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How long ago, you said how long ago was that fuck it moment for you? Um, I think the total, like, breaking point for that fuck it moment was over this last summer uh, when I actually scheduled for a laser hair removal on my face. Okay. Because I just got tired of wearing the makeup all the time, especially as in my job being in pest control. Yeah. Always having to wear a respirator and it'll wipe away sections of makeup. Yeah. So, I started going to the laser hair removal center and just session after session after session it's like now all i'm wearing is blush nice it looks great <laughs> by the way it does look so great. and this is after like a full day's work of nothing but blush on <laughs> yeah, yeah um speaking of work uh how has your how has your work really handled your transition i mean at this point they handle it pretty good. There's no problems with anything at all now. Okay. Uh, when I first came out, there's a few things I wish they would have changed. Okay. Matter of 
Uh, I mean, I can understand why they did certain things the way they did. I mean, I couldn't really be myself even after I came out until my license was updated with my actual name rather than my dead name. Yeah. Um, They couldn't really do anything about that. I understand because the licenses we have in pest control are based off of our driver's licenses. Okay. So it's like things don't match up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. It could have been handled better. But it is what it is, and I understand. But, like, the one thing I couldn't stand, though, was when my name was finally changed, there's two single bathrooms in the office. Okay. They made the women's bathroom... Always to the bathroom. Always the bathroom. But they made the women's bathroom change from women's bathroom to gender-neutral bathroom, but not the men's bathroom. And I even brought that up with them. It's like, why not the men's bathroom as well? Yeah. And they're like... No, just just the women's. And that was the higher-ups, not even my boss. Because even my boss was like, why don't we just have, like... Why don't we just order two gender-neutral neut- uh, bathroom signs and put them up? Yeah. It's not a problem. Wow. So my bosses were on my side with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least you had some... So what about uh, in terms of discrimination? Did you face any discrimination at work other than, uh, obviously, like, not the from, bathroom stuff? Not from my coworkers or my bosses. Not that Clients. I can say. Um... But clients, yes. Okay. What kind of discrimin- Like, what kind of stuff would they say or do? Yeah. Not a whole lot towards me to my face. Okay. I mean, with being six foot tall, yeah. and I could impose like a imposing uh, figure to people. Intimidating, yeah. Um, it's just a matter of they would after I'd finished the service, and this one customer in particular, I finished the service. They called my boss and told her that. She did not want me at her house or near her children. What was her reasoning? Because you, just because, because you I'm were, trans. That was it. Yeah. Did she not understand that that is like just discrimination and like you literally can't? She do that? clearly didn't care. Wow. But because she was paying for a service, <laughs> what? How did your your boss react to that? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't in the room when it happened because I was still on the road. I was still doing my job. Okay. Uh, she didn't have me go back to that customer. Okay. And one of my coworkers had been going back since, and she would never stop talking about it since. Wow. The client is actually talking to your coworkers about you? My boss and my coworkers. Just about me being trans. It had nothing to do with my work performance or work ethics. Nothing. Well, of Just because not. I was trans. Yeah. It, that, oh, God. That's... You're already... See, this is this is exactly what you're already way past it and move past it. You're going to see other people and stuff like that, but yeah. it's it's them that can't let. I'm go. not even covering that territory anymore at this point. It's, it's <laughs> like, what, how does it even affect you anymore? It's like, okay, you know what? You have like your your like you have whatever principles you hold that you think are right, and you can't let it go. I mean, people like that. It's like they want to get under your skin and. They feel that is one of the best ways they can do it. And it's like, really, you're just showing that you're pathetic. Yeah. Like, that's really all it Every is. Time. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad that, like, your coworkers and stuff like that are, yeah. you know. My coworkers were amazing with it. Even, like, my bosses were amazing with it. It's like, I was expecting a lot more flack, a lot, uh, a lot worse. Yeah. And things turned out amazingly well. Okay. Even when it came to coming out to my family, I was expecting a lot more flack. I was expecting things worse. Yeah. If things didn't end up the way they did, my last name would have changed as well as my first when I changed my name. Okay. Yeah. I. 
I considered that too. Um, <laughs> I was like really thinking about it. Um, I mean, I had my name planned out and everything. I was ready for the worst because my dad had always raised all of his kids. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. What would what, what so, would have what would your last name have been? Fox. Fox. Wow. How can I not <laughs> even remotely? You look around and it's just foxes in this place. Like seriously. Like how could I have not preconceived that? I should have known. Like I should have known. <laughs> So it would have been Jen Fox. Yes. Okay, I gotcha. And that is actually entirely based off of when I first started teaching myself how to draw. Okay. Uh, one of the early characters I created was essentially a fox furry that I named Jennifer Fox. Okay. And when I came out, it's like, I really liked that name. Yeah. And I wanted to keep something close to what my dead name was so I could instantly have that immediate reaction that is natural for when you hear your name. Yeah. Uh, So from my dead name to my current name, it's like the starting of it isn't that far off. Okay. But my dead name also didn't have a female equivalent. Yeah. So. (laughs) Mine didn't really either. Uh, Haley is a far cry from my dead name. How did you, how, so how did you like come to, how did you settle on? Were there any other like choices for your first name? I mean, one of the other things I thought of was Jessica, but that's also my little sister's name. So that's not happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I gotcha. And then I'd be like, Jessica Fox, cousin to Jessica Rabbit. There's (laughs) not a whole lot of J-E female names. Okay. Um... So you mentioned your family and stuff like that, and you said that it went well. Like, how did you like? Did you sit everyone down? Like, okay, family meeting. Uh, no, um, I was already living on my own at that point, so it was a matter of I sent them a message. Okay. Um, I first, well, I had first sent my older sister a message as well as my cousin. Okay. Um, my cousin was actually one of the first people I told. And is like that was back when I was like I think I am and I wasn't quite sure. Okay. And his response was like I hope you figure it out. Yeah, that's nice. My older sister was the second person in my family that I told. Okay. And how I did it is actually a fun story. Oh, I love fun <laughs> stories. Because I had she was on my Facebook page and okay. I saw that she had the rainbow flag on her cover photo. Always encouraging. That was also during that whole whole big thing of like the whole nationwide um what was it lgbt marriage yeah um so she was showing her support for it cool i didn't know that at the time okay so i was like what's the rainbow flag and she's like oh i support gay marriage and and stuff like that i was like i just had like a moment of inspiration like before i even thought about it yeah here's something else you could support i'm trans oh shit (laughs) Oh, snap. That's one way to do it. All right. She thought I was joking. Yeah, that's usually what. And then we continued talking, and she started realizing, it's like, it's not a joke. No, yeah. (laughs) And she became super supportive. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, God. My mom thought that I was joking as well. She thought that I was kidding. But, yeah, it it was largely because of... The part which is even funnier, because I don't really joke like that. Yeah. So and I like, never did before. So it's like, when she told me that, she thought I was joking. I was like, 
did I ever joke like that? Yeah, right? Like, what would make, like, this is my moment as coming out as comedian? No, I'm coming out as trans. Like, what? Oh, my God. That's funny. After that, I came out to my parents on messages. Okay. Were you afraid to do it in person? or did I you just was not? afraid to do it in person. At yeah. the same time, it was also before I finally came out to my ex and when she broke up with me. Okay. So it's like, that was a whole thing in itself. But I was is, at... Is this pre-28, pre-Carla, or...? It was while I was visiting Carla before I started living more as myself. Okay. So it was in that in-between zone. Gotcha. Um, but I had sent both my parents essentially the same message of, this is how I feel, this is how I've always felt, this is who I believe I am. Uh-huh. Um, and I threw out a bunch of stuff of, like... I tried to kill myself because of this. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and they didn't even have any idea that I attempted suicide. So it's like, it was a lot of information I threw at them. Yeah. But I just had to get it all out. Yeah. My dad, simple response as it was, which also confused me for the longest time. Okay. His response was, so long as you start talking again. Okay. Because from the point that I moved out of their house, for the three years that I was away, I broke all contact with my entire family. Gotcha. And that was essentially me actually opening communication with them again, was to come out and tell them who I am. Okay. Um, so that was his response, was like, let me start talking again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what? That's actually, like, that's actually really beautiful. Like, It confused me for a while because my mom was the other way. And oh. she's like, oh, the media is influencing you, the devil is taking you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. You know. All of those misconceptions. Very much so. Um, and I started throwing Bible verses at her. She just kept saying, oh, you gotta believe in the Lord and you gotta pray to Jesus. Like, Mom, I'm the only one of your children that even believes in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. What, uh, did she, did she quote Bible verses at you? No. No. She was the... So she tried to throw faith at you, but not use any of her she's, own religious backing? Yeah. She's one of those... Great. Yeah. She's one of those, quote-unquote... I have to say quote-unquote because it's not video. Yeah. Quote-unquote Christians. Gotcha. Where it's all about the belief of it. Yeah. Nothing actually supported by the Bible or what Christianity is. Gotcha. I am still a Christian. Yeah. I'm a non-denominational Christian, but I'm still very much a Christian and very much passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, did that, uh, did your religion, uh, like, did that even stifle? Did you have, like, conflict with no. that? No. No conflict with your religion whatsoever? None whatsoever, because the whole thing with Christianity, it is the studies of the teachings of Jesus. Uh-huh. Throughout the entire Bible, Jesus says nothing about the LGBT. The only, the, the only time, because... Uh, and even... In the, the Old Testament. Even with the Old Testament? Well, there's some parts of the New Testament as well. Yeah. But those are the words of the mouth of man. Yeah. The true testaments of God and the true testaments of Jesus, the testaments of God, the Ten Commandments, yeah. says nothing about the LGBT. Yeah. And Jesus' teachings... <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not LGBT... <laughs> Wow. 
I guess that's number 11 through 15. Yeah. <laughs> that was broken. Yeah. <laughs> they, they lost that part. It's the dust when they found the tablets. They're like, oh crap, there's some dust down there, but it looks like you're not supposed to be gay or wear women's clothing. I, I'm pretty sure that's what that says. But yeah, in the Ten Commandments, nothing is said against the LGBT. Yeah. And then the entire teaching of Jesus, which is the whole premise of Christianity in itself, is the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. Nothing about the LGBT. Yeah, I don't... I because mean, it wasn't really a concern that people made into a concern. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just because of... Oh, God. I can't... I don't even know what it is because of. The only thing that I know that it's has because been It's because of bigotry that they're trying to supplement with religion, which is... Nothing new in the entire history of man. Ever. So there's plenty of times humans have gone to war because of religion. It has nothing to do with anything else. And even if the religion itself says the opposite, yeah, they just want to pick apart things that support their belief in their hatred and targeting other people that they feel is lesser. And the problem is you, when you do stuff like that, when you pick certain things, you take all of that out of context, out of the actual context that mm-hmm. it is supposed to be read in, which is... Fucking love people and, and yep. just fucking live and let live and shit. Just about like, all religion preaches the same word of live and let live, be kind to each other, and basically be the guardians of the planet that we were meant to be. Oh, we're doing great at that. Oh, yeah. Like, wonderful. A plus. <laughs> like, I think I sit at night every night and I'm like, thank God we are guarding this planet so well. We're keeping such balance on this planet and things are going so well that's what that's why uh, peter quill and star lord hasn't come back to earth because he knows that we're taking care of it like we don't he doesn't have to guard earth he's a guardian of the galaxy <sighs> all right so was there any nobody in your family like reacted negatively nothing no other than my other mom than your no mother. yeah no one else okay even my mom's side of the family was wow. all majorly supportive wow my Mom's sister was one of the people that actually donated to my GoFundMe page. Oh, wow. And she donated $100. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's I say that's crazy, not as in like, that's yeah. ludicrous. Who would do that? I say that's crazy because I'm like, that's fantastic. She's one of three people that donated on my GoFundMe page. Okay. The other two, a five and a ten. Okay. Which, of course, I'm fine with. Take whatever it's you like, can All get, that money yeah. is saved for the surgery in New York when I originally put it up for the surgery in Philly. Gotcha. Uh, but it's being saved for New York because I'm going to need that money for the surgery itself as well as the recovery after. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm going to have short-term and long-term disability, so I'm going to have a steady finance either way. Yeah. But it's going to be useful to have that money. Yeah. I um, At my job, what I keep hearing is that essentially you end up... Uh, I don't know if it's the same for other businesses or whatever but at my job you end up not getting paid essentially your disability until you pretty much come back so i'm like i don't know that's how some that's bullshit. yeah i'm like how is that supposed to help like i guess i can pay my bill from three months ago with this money like okay cool. after everything is shut off yeah but like at the, at the same time like it is still like really good because they are covering the insurance that I have is covering a majority of it and I'm gonna have to pay less than a grand for my surgery that's good yeah um your first foray okay out into public that was fun yeah how how did that what did you do what did you wear how did you present where did you go technically my very first was after I came out to my sister okay she arranged a shopping day 
Ooh, fun. Yeah. First time shopping as essentially myself. Yes. So we picked out a whole bunch of stuff. Those Roman sandals that I always fucking wear uh-huh. were the first set of shoes. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> amazing. Like, even when they're, they're torn apart, definitely hold Even on to that. now, people still compliment the shoes. Yeah. It's like, those things are so fucking old, so busted with how much I want. <laughs> I climbed two rock walls in them. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow, they've seen some. They've seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? What store did you go? to? Did you go to the mall or? Went to the uh, the Morristown Mall. Okay. And went to a bunch of the stores. Um, did you go to Boscov's? Yes. I love Boscov's. Boscov's Macy's is, I believe, where I got the shoes. Okay. Uh, Boscov's is where I got the two dresses, the white one and the purple one. Okay. Which I know you've seen me in. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, those were like my first outfits. Okay. And did anybody say anything to you? No one said anything, but I got a lot of looks. Okay. Because after the shopping was done at the mall, my sister took me to the well, took me to her place. I got changed. We went to the CVS, and that's where I was getting makeup. Okay. So it was like I had the short, like bleach blonde hair, and like oh God, almost no makeup. That yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I was a mess. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people looking. I was so fucking embarrassed, but at the same time, it's like I knew what I was doing was right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good to have that. Um, all right, so your first foray, what did you like? What did you wear out, though? Did you wear female clothing out? For that, or, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't start being more myself more often until after I came out and my fiance left me. Okay. Uh, that was when I really started, because for that entire time of I had gotten that stuff, and then I was still living with my now ex-fiancé. Yeah. We were still together, but she didn't know. I actually had those dresses, those shoes, and a bunch of other stuff in a duffel bag in the back of my truck. Why is it always a duffel bag? I had my shit in a duffel bag, too. Duffel bags are useful. Yeah, they are. But I still have my work duffel bag uh-huh. that... I still even use now when I go to like a convention or something or when I like when I last went up to Connecticut uh-huh. to visit my family up there. Yeah. I still use it even now for sewing all my clothes in and everything else. Gotta love a good duffel bag. Gotta <laughs> duffel love bags them. are amazing. They are. Um, <laughs> I stowed all the stuff in my work truck. Okay. So it looked like just a normal bag in my work truck and I would drive my work truck to Carla's because at the... Time was also largely summertime. Yes. So I didn't have time for anything else in pest control. I mean, summer is the busy time of year. Yeah. So it's like I would drive my work truck to um, Carla's, and at that time I was already also essentially out at work, so it's like they didn't really have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, so it's like I would go there, I'd get changed there, and the very first time I got changed there, because my sister wasn't there, I didn't have like any of the support I was used to, I had gotten dressed, I had put on makeup, and it took me over an hour sitting in the bathroom to work up the courage to just sit in the waiting room instead of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I can feel you on that. Yeah, I used to, when I started, uh, when I started going to Carla, I didn't, I wasn't even identifying as, as trans yet. Um, so, like, the first, like, 
I would get there literally like 10 minutes before and then like the good 10 minutes into the the session when when the session is supposed to start is when I would be done getting ready and mm-hmm. be like I'm not leaving and I would just literally like head down <laughs> bolt straight for her office and not look at anybody not acknowledge anything just be like hi Carla and then just be in there but I was like an hour and a half early yeah so it's like for about an hour I was just sitting in the bathroom like fully done up with makeup on, dress on, and it's like really cute outfits that I just wear at any point in time I feel like now. Yeah. But at the time I was so terrified to leave that bathroom. Where does that fear come from? Like was it the fear of like what people would say when you left the bathroom? Pretty much what people will say, what people will think. Yeah. I noticed every glance in the CVS and mm-hmm. it's like I just could tell the thoughts like it's no. like they were psychologically projecting their thoughts out to the world and I was picking it up. Yeah, it's that hyper vigilance that yeah. comes from like paranoia. And it's I think that's also like our uh, survival survival, you know, instinct. It's and stuff like definitely that. survival instinct. Yeah. That's uh I've never known it to be that acute at anything. Yeah. Um have but, you ever been attacked for being No. I think that's also a large part with me being as tall as I am. Yeah. And I could also be as opposing as I am. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I'm six foot tall, and I was raised very military. I know how to fight. Yeah. Whether it's hand-to-hand or with uh, basically ballistic weapons. Yeah. And I was trained in almost all manner of military-grade firearms. Yeah. So by the age of... 15, I was out shooting people in the army with yeah. military-grade weapons. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so, so, you can, so you can take care of yourself. So I could handle myself. Yeah. And I think the confidence that I put out deters a lot of people who would normally try something. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, I've never, I've never been attacked. You've had had some people say things from what I heard. But yeah, I have had somebody clock me uh, at work. I've had and... plenty of people clock me. And, yeah. Um, it was so funny with one customer, though. Because she had clocked me, but she thought I was going the other way. Oh my god, that happened to me too! <laughs> oh my god, that also happened to me. That's hilarious. I mean, that's... She's actually friends. So she's actually friends with my friend uh, Facebook now. Okay. Did you, did you take that as affirming? <laughs> yeah, I took yeah. that as really affirming because I remember the first time, like I had really said something. It's like she like, oh, I, uh, you're trans, aren't you? It's like yeah, but I didn't really say anything else because I was also finishing up the uh, job. Yeah. Then the next time I was there, we were talking again, and that was when it came out that she thought I was going the other way. Oh God. Um. <laughs> Okay, so you you have mentioned, you know, a couple of relationships that you've been in since you've been out. Yes, you, uh, I went from being a straight white male okay. to being a lesbian word to being pansexual and in a monogamous or a polygamous relationship. Okay. I was monogamous before that. Okay. And now I'm more of demisexual. Demisexual. Explain demisexual to me. Demisexual is fun. Okay. Uh, I had originally thought, like, pansexual is like, you can only really be with people that you, like, personally find attractive. Okay. I mean, pansexual is that. Wherever they're at on the spectrum. Wherever they're at on the spectrum, doesn't matter. Yeah. But people who are pansexual also tend to be more open with their uh, sexuality. Okay. Where someone who is demisexual could like either one, but also could prefer one over the other, 
but they won't ever sleep with anyone unless they really feel that connection. Okay, so how does that... Just because I don't know, because I don't hear much about people or have met It's something I'm still coming to grips with myself. Okay, so Um, if you could explain to me the difference between, like... Because obviously for a lay person, like... (laughs) um, The difference between bisexual and demisexual. Uh, Bisexual, pansexual, and demisexual is always fun. Yeah. Bisexual is someone who (laughs) likes both male and female. Yes. But it also doesn't leave that much room in between. Is that... do you think do you think that uh, bisexual people are strictly uh, pertaining to cis male cis female? Oh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But it's really people who it's an attraction to people who lean on the extreme sides of both sides of that spectrum. Okay. People who are pansexual anywhere on the spectrum is good with. They spin the roulette wheel and they're yeah, like whatever. Pretty much. Gotcha. Doesn't matter about anything else. Okay. Um, which is also fun. Yeah. But <laughs> But um, demisexual is more, it's more along the lines of pansexual, but it's more secluded. Where it's like, you could fall in love with anyone on the spectrum, but you could only like feel open or like being able to give yourself in that intimate way to a particular person because of their personality, largely because of the personality. Okay. So it's like, it's almost... It's almost that in between. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's still something I'm trying to get to grips with myself because I went from being a lesbian to being pansexual. It's like, but a lot of other pansexuals I know are also more like anyone they date. They tend to have slept with. Yeah, but it's like out of all the people I've dated, I've only really had sex with three. Okay. <laughs> okay. And how many people have you dated? Uh, seven. Okay. Since you, <laughs> since you, uh, in your life or since you've been out? In my life. Okay. Uh, before I came out was six. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. There's only one person I dated before my ex-fiance, um, before I came out. Okay. Gotcha. Which is also a really funny thing. I dated two people before I came out. Okay. Since I came out, I dated four. Didn't you say seven? Uh, six, yeah. Okay. I'm like, wait a second. I don't math, but like, I just did I... that meme again where my brain was like getting all the math equations <laughs> and I was like, wait. I don't exactly math either. But um, yeah, six. Okay, so six. Because there was Britannia, Patty, Catherine, Jen, Nick and Amanda. Okay. I, so, I, I seriously think Patty Mayonnaise every time you say her name. A lot of people do. Yeah. And, and she would constantly joke about it. So uh, we were talking about uh, relationships and stuff like that. How yes. is How is trans, uh, being trans, really affected? I other mean, than, like, the breakup with your ex-fiance. Since you've been There's out. been a lot of breakups for different reasons. Um, but I've definitely noticed I've been getting into a lot of relationships, and I've been being... More selective with the people that I choose now than I ever did before. And what do you attribute that to? I think because of being myself, valuing myself, first and foremost, is valuing myself more than I ever used to. Yeah, because when you're, before you're out and stuff like that, you don't value your life because it's not even a life that you want to live. So you're just like, whatever. You have no value in life because it's like, if this is what life is, there's nothing worth living. Which is so, like... 
I wish more people could understand that, like, more cis people could, like, really, like, I know that cis people do have self-esteem problems in and of themselves, but in terms of, like, but trans there's, people. There's having self-esteem issues, and then there's dealing with something like gender dysphoria, or, like, depression, or anything else like that. Yeah. Where it's like, sure, it would be nice to just be okay with who I am and being, a, like, just in my body. Yeah. But it's like, it's not fucking possible. Yep, it is impossible. It is I've impossible. tried so many different ways to try to be a cisgender, white, heterosexual male. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Even so much as to fit some kind of uh, rigid idea that an ex-fiancé wanted for you. Yeah. Because, once again, I was 28 before I started down the journey to be who I am. Yeah. So I was living a life before that of trying to be what everyone expected me to be. Yeah. I know that it's not right for me. Yeah, 28 years worth, <laughs> you know? 28 years that I now say that I've basically been like an actor playing a character. Yeah. Because I wasn't ever being myself. I was being what everyone expected me to be. Gotcha. Now that you're out mm-hmm. and you're living your true life, looking back, like for me, there was like a whole bunch of different like uh, different like instances where I'm like, oh, I should have fucking known. Like, I, that's like... That's yeah. so, like, what were so some, many moments? Yeah, like, were there any big <laughs> moments for you where you, like, look back and you're like, yeah, I should have, like, when one you of, weren't trying to, like, fit? One of the biggest ones okay. was when I was a kid. My dad always got my brother and myself a lot of G.I. Joes, and of course, this was also part of his normal war games with us as well. Okay. It's like, while we were young, we just thought, oh, this is dad spending quality time with us. Yeah. But then I realized as I got older, it's like, sure, it was quality time. But at the same time, it was also military training. Yeah. I spent five years in a third world country in the throes of war. Shit. I mean, it was the drug wars when I was in Panama. Oh, yeah. So, shit was going down. And what year was that? That was in the early to mid-90s. Okay. I was there. Yeah. And the base was essentially attacked every night by the guerrilla forces run by the drug cartels. Oh, God. So I got used to the sound of automatic gunfire, as well as artillery and mortar throughout the night. Yeah. When we first moved back to the States, I didn't get a full actual night's sleep until one of the first nights where we actually had a heavy thunderstorm that shook the windows. Okay. That's jarring. Yeah. Because I was used to that kind of noise when going to sleep that was no longer there. Yeah. So that's another story. Um, But what I was originally getting at was my dad got my brother and myself a lot of G.I. Joe's, Lincoln Logs, and stuff like that, and he tasked us with both of us working together to build a fort and set up our G.I. Joe's inside the fort while he set up a fort and G.I. Joe's inside the fort. Um, And we would basically take turns taking shots at each other, try to take out each other's men and repositioning and stuff like that. Okay. So this was, well, I'm still a kid. Yeah. I mean, this was before the fifth grade. Yeah. And this was the stuff he was teaching me. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a situation like that, like it's, I, I can imagine yeah, it's, it's really important entirely to learn that. understandable why yeah. he did. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a lot of mental stuff. Yeah. Um, but my favorite GI Joe out of all the ones that I had was one called Chameleon. Okay. Who was a female GI Joe that was a covert operative in the Cobra Command structure. Okay. So. She was a spy. She was a spy. Gotcha. <laughs> she wore like all ninja outfits. She had the cobra emblem on her chest. But when I, my brother had gotten her, 
in one of the packs that uh, he had, and I ended up trading one of my Jejos for her. Okay. I had rubbed away the cobra thing on her chest, so she was just like a female ninja, and she was like the best fucking toy I ever had. That's awesome. <laughs> and that was one of your that was one of your things. You look back and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, I should have should have known. Between that and while everyone else was looking up to various other like. A lot of other boys and guys were looking up to like all these other famous guys like Vin Diesel and stuff like that. Yeah. Eventually, um, the one actress or actor actress that I actually always looked up to was Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, Alien. <laughs> oh yeah, Aliens. The second one. Yeah, I think that's was, the first one I ever saw. That was the first one I ever saw, and I loved that movie. I watched that movie so many times over. Hell yeah! And between her. And Vasquez. Oh, yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez, yeah. I always loved. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, mine was, when I was growing up, my favorite, like, all-time, like, hands down, like, no matter what movie I see anymore, Marvel movies, whatever, my all-time favorite movie is Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yes. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, seeing Fuck. her go yes. from the first one to the second one, I was like, oh, my God. God. She was amazing in the I second. I had such a lesbian hard on for her. Like holy crap. And I wanted to be her yeah. so much. I wanted to be her and Sigourney Weaver. Yes. So it's like Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor in those movies. Like oh, the second God. movies of both oh, series. God. Oh yeah, right? And they were the best female figures that could ever have been. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cause they were like really aggressive, really dominant, and, like, really capable, but at the same time, they were women, and they never took away from that. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you still, like, oh, my God, you still saw, ev- like, the just the type of characters that were they were, you saw everything about them. They weren't just these tough, hardened, badass people. Like, you, like they have, like, the They had their men. moments. Dude, they had moments yeah. of vulnerability and everything. Yeah. Um... We have to start winding down. Uh, before I go, uh, you did mention you have a, uh, a YouTube channel. Yes, I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Longstride Studios. Okay. Um, and is that what? What do they have to type in? To what would somebody just have to type in? Longstride Studios. Okay. Uh, there's not a whole lot else out there. It's furry picture as the main thing because I'm gotten back into the furry fandom after the whole thing with my ex. Yeah. Which is a whole other story all of it, all in itself. I have a lot of stories. Yeah, I noticed. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's a furry picture. It's basically my YouTube channel that I'm still trying to get off the ground and uh, get things going with that. It's all about games, especially VR games. Okay. Because I have the uh, HTC Vive. Oh, okay. So it's good headset i've been playing games i've been trying to record as i do so just posting all kinds of stuff like when i'm out and about i try to record what i can put up yeah um and even other games as well okay (laughs) cool anything else that you want to plug tag like instagram anything else that you're doing i'm a boring old person there's not a whole lot else gotcha (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you jen for joining me and sharing your story and thank you to everyone for listening Shout out to Wooshka for hosting this podcast. The intro and outro music was done in GarageBand for the iOS. Any questions for me or any guests like Jen, please email me at journeyspodcast.yahoo.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. Follow it on Spotify. And like and follow the Facebook page, Journeys Podcast. Please share the show because you never know who could be struggling with their gender and hearing others' experiences could help them on their journey. Uh, Thanks again, everyone, and bye. It's been a
pleasure. 